back to the Beers and Sears podcast. Week nine. Really? Really. Wow. You know, next week I'm well, next week we're off just scheduling programming note by week, <laughs> by week for everybody. Um the following week, there's about a ninety-eight percent chance I say week ten. Yeah, I'll take that bet for sure. Because or or you'll do the whole week. And we'll have to like start over. Fuck, uh, start it over, John. We're now never <laughs> sorry. A little behind That's the scenes. Beers definitely gonna happen. Uh yeah, week nine. Wow, last last week before week ten. Jeez. It's, Double uh, digits. It's getting close. That sandwich, that sandwich you, you get every every Labor Day weekend. You just take so many big bites, and the next thing you finally start picking your head up and take a big breath, and it's end of October. Sucks. Football's it's just uh it's too quick every year. Why do I feel like this? Well, they're at least uh well, we'll get into it in a second. I'm not gonna uh, get there yet. We'll get into therapy in a second, but first John Beer of the Week. Yeah, Beer of the Week going to have a little story here. Um, so bear with me. Okay. Um Hillsborough Brewing Company. Oh not in Hillsborough. Texas. <laughs> this is Hillsboro, Wisconsin, but you uh, get the point. Do we I? all know Stewart's getting married in Hillsboro, Texas this weekend. But Hillsboro, Wisconsin is actually um, a little town in Wisconsin that has a good <laughs> little brewery that has a lot of funny beer names, but I'm going to just read off a few of them here. Blonde walks into a bar, Platinum Blonde, Leaping Lemur, uh, Big Jim Bourbon Brown, Ooh. Joe Beer. Okay. Thank you for being a friend. I like that name. Bomb Pop. No. Caramel Apple. No. And spicy Pineapple. Definitely not. That's a seltzer. Um, so Beer of the Week is actually going to be the Big Hefe. Um, it's a Heffenweizen, 5.8%. Uh, means yeast. Weizen means wheat. Woo. Heffenweizen is a pale and refreshing banana and clove flavored. Oh, clove flavors are produced by the special yeast strain that we use. So, beer of the week coming from Wisconsin. That's a first. I don't think we've done that. Next time I find myself in Hillsborough, Wisconsin, I know exactly where I'm going. One day we will be up there. Who knows? All right. Let's get into it. Any shout outs? I have none. Shout out to James driving down to South Texas listening to this right now. Duncan? Yeah. What up, Jay Dunk? Um, all right. Texas comes back from Stillwater and one of the more – that was the maddest I've been. Oh, gosh, I can't even remember. Kansas last year I was laughing. OU last year I was just, like, dumbfounded. I wasn't even that mad. Um, I was more mad at the Tech game this year than this game. Yeah, you were. I, I was way more mad at this game. Yeah. Because Tech, to me, just like the fumble at the end, it was just kind of like, er, who cares about the previous 60 minutes? Like, let's just get to overtime, and then you have that. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. That's not – I can't even be that – to me, I can, like, just couldn't be that mad about it. Similar in nature, though, with both very winnable games. The other part about this is that you, 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 know, you come out of the second half and you start so slow on offense, but they started just as slow. What is yeah, that? No, it was zero points in the third quarter, seven right? Straight, seven straight punts to start the second half? Yeah. God, I mean, it's just, I don't know. You you could see the play coming. You've seen it so many times before. Everyone was scripting it. Everyone was saying it. Quinn was playing terrible. Like, let's just get into that. I, no, actually, let's not. No, I, no, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. You were all over this one. I'll give you I'll give you credit. You 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 were starting this from the get-go that this was just a very, very losable game. So self-promotion here. I'm actually what wait, was this game eight or five and three? Yeah, I'm now seven of eight this year on my predictions, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. Are People still good? give me crap about my predictions. What did you lose? West Virginia. Huh. I'm 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 talking about straight up, not against the spread. So no, no, I know, I know. That's kind of weak, fun. but Point is, I know this team, but yeah, you know, I missed the first quarter, um, unfortunately, but um, listen to, I think I texted you this, but I was listening to Craig Way on the way home from golfing, and it kind of brought back some memories of listening to Craig as a kid, because he's like, he's the so guy. good. Yeah, he's great. Sorry. He's so, so good at uh, just 
giving you a feel for the game as you're listening. Um, you know, cause obviously TV, you can kind of hear the crowd better. Um, it felt like in the first quarter. And I mean, obviously the score shows it like the crowd, they had I mean, just mistakes were being made left and right. Like the punt, the, the muff punt, the, yep. the going forward on fourth down after that and getting stuffed. It just mm-hmm. was a, like neither team was wanting to kind of really make any, uh, any movement. Then all of a sudden I get home and that play, that little, out route to Bijan or whatever you want to call it, where he just made a play and it was like easy touch. I was like, okay, here we go. Yep. Um, and that was like the last time I really felt confident with the offense at that moment. I mean, they may have had one or two more drives that were like semi-decent, but it, it just it, – it, it, I don't want to jump straight to Quinn, but my God, it just, it just shut down. And it, in the third quarter, it was like, okay, well, this is going to be ugly. And then – you had yourself a chance there at the end, but unfortunately, just couldn't uh, couldn't make the play, the winning play that needed to be had. Um, I just think the, the Oklahoma State has had our number for almost a decade now. They always win these stupid fluky games, whether it's a referee calling a sideline infraction on Charlie Strong or Michael Dixon, your best punter one. ever, taking a ball right up against the face mask, or Samuel Langer throwing an overtime interception like lob, just weird off, off concussion. Yeah, like we, yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, just weird things happen versus Oklahoma State that it's just so frustrating. I actually don't remember that game, not from alcohol, but I don't remember it from 2020 when we beat them. I just, I can't, yeah, no memory on it. it, That was kind of a blackout game because no one thought we were going to win it and we, and we still won that game. Um, yeah, I think the Sam when he won it and uh, 18 was even, was even more so, you know, of uh, or when we lost it, sorry, that way in Stillwater, that was just epitome of it. You know, night game, overtime, yep. you know, if you win that, you still have an outside chance of going to the playoff the yep. whole nine. And that, yeah, yeah, this was like that on just for much lower, lower stakes, even though they are ranked, whatever. And, but we all know that they're not just an unbelievable team and they weren't good at all. And they were banged up. They were very banged up. I mean, that their nose tackle literally quit the sport of football like two days before on Thursday. Um, and Sanders, I don't know. I, Sanders, obviously, they said he had been dealing with some issues. I didn't see a whole lot. I didn't see if a bunch of plays or a couple of plays, more than a couple of plays where he was like visibly injured. I don't think that really played too much of a factor. He's such a gamer, too. He's a senior. He started however many games, you know, 40 plus games. Like, yeah. That 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 didn't put a whole lot of stock into it. Not as much as maybe the line had put or Vegas had put into it. I agree. Um, so that was over overhyped for sure. But like, it, I, there's not one per like that's the type of game where you immediately you know just people are firing off. This sucks. Why did we did blah, blah blah. And there was there was ten reasons why. I mean, win right. on the road, penalties like Quinn. Sark's not changing it up. Like defense getting hurt. Uh, you know, Deshaun Jam- Jameson dropped like three interceptions. Like there's, there's so many, and it's not even singular plays. Like Alabama, I, there are ten. We went through all ten of those singular plays where it could have been the difference. Agreed. The only singular I can think of is off the top of my head is the Xavier Phantom trip, and <sighs> that's about it. Like Dude, that that pass was like the classic situation where the camera wasn't moving fast enough. But in the ball looked like, okay, there's going over the 10 out of the five. It's coming down pretty, pretty quickly. Like there's gotta be somebody there. So you're sitting there like jumping up, like, <gasps> and, then, and then it just, he, he's just like falling down and you're like, yeah. what? Cause that was like the first time in a while where a deep ball was actually on, on target. Oh um, yeah. First time in like a quarter and a half. So coming back to what you asked about what you put it on, I, 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 Quinn did not play well. He he kind of came back down to earth. I mean, he already had already had versus Iowa State. Um, you know, it's amazing how many people are writing about, oh, Quinn is now going to impact the Arch deal because he's going to be here for three years. And it's like, oh, it's amazing how many people are writing that now. Fucking that they, 19. Yeah. So, look, Quinn played horribly. Quinn's a freshman. So, I'm not going to put it on him. I think it's just the comeback to, come back to earth moment for him over the last two weeks, which – it's unfortunate because I didn't think this kid was going to have that, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. You can disagree with me and we can get back to it after we go through the offense and defense, but I'm putting it on Sark. Like the penalties, 
I'm sorry, that's horrible. Like, don't, I mean, sure, maybe two or three of those are the refs going against us, but not 13 or 14, whatever it is. I mean, that, that is that is horrible. Uh, I think the bigger issue with the penalties is we earned at least 10, 11 of those. The bigger issue was the zero on the other side. Exactly. And that, yeah. that, that, that stings. There's got to be some sort of hold in there anyway some, at some point. Right. Uh, my only gripe, and we'll talk about penalties because I don't think we like to do that on this podcast, but the, the hold the hold call on Quinn's Ugh. run yeah. on that last possession, it was just like, okay, that, we're going we're gonna to do that here. Like yeah. uh, a, a DN who was beyond the quarterback already um, in the pocket, like he – sure, maybe he was in the – vicinity of the quarterback but his momentum was taking him away from the quarterback and mm. Quinn had already made his move upfield that one stung but going back I just I, I'm I'm struggling I say it every week to everyone who texts us and talks crap about how like I'd say how our best game of the year was going to be Alabama but Sark has cased unproven on the road he, he has not proven that he can make adjustments on the road or at home but on the road and and, and get his team in a position to be successful I don't I don't. Get I don't. I don't disagree with happen. you. I, I do not disagree with you. I think it's very. It's a broad statement that is mostly true. However, on this game, the singular, like looking, yes, the slow start, Quinn doesn't look great. But what right. happened in the second quarter? You're running the ball well against a you know a defense that's pretty unproven against the run, um, and they've got a bunch of seniors, but you're running it well, and you come out the second half. And I don't blame him for trying to stick with that. I, I don't think that's a halftime adjustment that it's like, okay, that was working great in the second quarter. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do the exact opposite. Like that, that's just not smart football. I, I I'm fine with them sticking with it now after the third punt. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you need to change it up after that in the third quarter, but yeah. the first, you know, couple drives, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that completely. Would I have liked to see maybe Roshan get a few more touches? Keelan, you know, something a little more exotic than the inside stuff that we were doing with Bijan. Yeah, okay, maybe there. You could have done that, you know, straight. That's that's something you could have done without seeing the first three drives falter. But then after that, the middle drives were – that's where it gets pretty tough. I mean, I know we scored a field goal and then uh, – but then, you know, another punt, missed field goal and then – you know, whatever, terrible from then on. That's that's where I, I it goes back to what you're saying on Stark making those adjustments or not making those adjustments. And it's not like Gundy made a bunch of adjustments. No. Defense, I will say we we started we were running the counter for the first time we'd really run this season, and it caught him off guard. I think that uh, Bijan's first touch of the forty yarder, I believe that was a counter play, and like they weren't ready for that and. You know, we had block, obviously blocked it well and been practicing it well, and it worked. Um, the second half, they they were stopping that. So maybe, you know, that, I'll give him, Gundy, a little bit of credit there. But offensively, for them, they did nothing different. That There was not one wrinkle, no nothing, that they pulled out. And that goes back, back to more, we'll get into the defense. Let's let's get, dive into individual positions um, okay. and – go into a little more um starting with quinn the biggest topic of the day yeah i think after the game we were talking and i said if you had to you know we were saying if you had to quinn or sark who you putting this on and i said quinn and then thinking about it more i think i'd switch back to sark because quinn obviously didn't have it the people saying cards should come in are fucking idiots period um (laughs) when quinn did not have it but did he put the ball in were these, you know, vicinity able to make the that catch? Yes. Did he drive you down to the field and almost win the game or whatever? You know, who knows what would have happened to the end and is off his receiver's hands? Yes. Like, that doesn't happen with Carr. That doesn't happen with a lot of quarterbacks. That doesn't happen with any other freshman quarterback in college football. Hard stop. But he still played like shit the rest of the game. He looks like a 19-year-old quarterback. We should have known after that first interception. That was like one of those, like I was kind of looking at my phone, you know, game had just started. And I was like, wait, what? He just overthrew that? Was that a miscommunication? That was weird. What the hell was that? Okay, well, they, they kicked the field goal. Okay, well, whatever. That's that's fine. I'll take it. Um, but it never got better. I, it's so weird to, what to expect from him the rest of the season. I understand that was his first true road game, and he's 19 years old. But, golly, it's just all over the place. It, it's so much – 
it's so much different than Sam's freshman year play because he's not running the ball. Well, yeah. You know, he did, but he got pulled back. But he's not predominantly running the ball, playing hero ball. It's a completely different style of offense. But the little tiny just mental mistakes and the the rushes and stuff like that are just so similar. Um, I didn't think Oklahoma State was playing that great of defense, honestly. I no, think I, that I don't think so either. We were just floating the ball out there hoping for a prayer every time the ball went 15 yards down the field. It just was inaccurate. You know, I don't, I can't tell you whether the wind was a factor or not. They mentioned it a few times on the broadcast. Um, but it just, he looked like a true freshman on the road, unfortunately. And that's why I go back to Sark, create the game plan that makes him comfortable. You've got the better athletes. The other team was banged up. The other team was like, the other team was giving you plenty of chances on their own side of the field to go get more points. And we just weren't converting and taking advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, three of seventeen on third down. I don't care who you're playing, you're not gonna win a game. Um, no. going to the one bright positive on the offense, Bijan. Bijan played great. I think he's getting better and better each week at not going down and shedding bad tackles. Like I I think that Oklahoma game really did a number for his confidence and you know, early in the year, he'd kind of been a little too patient. And then he, you know, he couldn't get enough speed to really shed the tackles. And the Oklahoma game kind of did the exact opposite. And, you know, they're terrible. But regardless, ever since then, he is running with a real, real purpose. He needs more natural attention. I'm getting annoyed that he's not getting talked about enough. Um, when you're losing games, you're not going to get any attention. You won three games in a row, though. But, like, yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, yeah, but you can win three games in a row. But if you're five and three, you know, <laughs> you're not on. You're not on the. Uh, you're not on ESPN every day when you're when you're on a losing team. That's true. Um, Roshan, I, he had the one great run, but I wish he would have had a, you know, two, three, four more touches, just as changing it up, get Bijan off the field, make the defense have to really worry about like tackling and getting run over. Um, weird. Keelan only two touches on the game and one pass yeah. one run. I, I can't remember if he had any more targets than that on the throwing. He might have had one or two, but that that's too low. That kid's too much of a X factor to be only getting targeted that much. Yeah, I mean he had a good return and I was talking crap because a flag was thrown and then they <laughs> picked up the flag. Yeah. Nice. Um still I'm gonna stand true to don't return the ball. There's no point. <laughs> Um, when it's windy like that, I think that's a little different, but yes. I, okay, I'll give you that. There were a few that he caught in like the five-yard line. But yeah. anywho, the uh, performance by Bijan, yet again, outstanding. Um, I had my cart partner who turned on the game right when he scampered for that touchdown on the first – or excuse me, second possession. And it was just like – we both looked at each other like, wow, that, he's so good. When you yeah. give him space, he's so good. What I just don't get is like why – traditionally or historically again with him is that first, second, third possessions, we're getting a great production out of the guy, but it's like the defense adjusts and we don't get him. We don't get him really going until we throw him like a pass out and they, uh, on the flats. But is it, is it the offensive line isn't able to adjust and give him the space he needs? Like what, what, why is it that the back end of the games continue to be a struggle for him? I don't know. I think it has something to do with, yeah, your tendencies and you kind of, you know, you have one or two new run wrinkles to start the game. And then once those get played out, it's, you know, a little bit different. I also think it's a like this offensive line is good. They're not great. They're young. They're good. And going to them, I thought they ran block pretty well. Honestly, most of the game, I know in the second half they were stalling, but Oklahoma State was loading the box. And I don't know. I still thought they played pretty well. Pass blocking was another deal. But anyways, I think the yeah. other part, like three, four possessions into a game, you know, if you're going against the same guy, you know, let's say 10, 12 plays, those first four possessions, you kind of learn their moves. You kind of learn where they're going. You kind of learn where he's soft, where he's tough. Is he giving up after a few steps? Just like very, very, very small, minute details. And it, that favors the D line a little bit because they're a little more, you know, they can kind of be a little more creative and basically how to attack the one-on-one um, O-line, D-line battles. So I think there's a little bit of that with the, the inexperiencedness especially plays into that, but I, I don't know. I don't think it's a hundred percent play calling and that's the easy, that's the easy blame. And that's, it's not that. 
so I, I really don't know. Um, going back to the O-line, the pass blocking was not there. Banks had some really bad misses. Mm-hmm. I thought Christian Jones actually played pretty well all throughout the game. That holding was bullshit. We already talked about that. But um, interior line probably had the roughest day, especially in the second half, running the ball. They just really couldn't get it going. Devin Campbell came in for a little bit for, I believe, Connor. Did he really? Um, yeah, he did, and he played wow. pretty well. Um, but then he, Connor came back in. I don't know if that was a injury thing, a you suck thing, get out for a few plays, figure it out thing. I, I don't know. We never really got answer that. I think it was a you suck, get out for a few plays um, type thing. Uh, going to the the position group that was really the biggest issue, I think, almost as big, if not bigger than Quinn was the receivers. I, I just yep. don't know. Was that miscommunication? Was that lack of preparation? Was that road? That was just weird. I mean, it, worthy, worthy, obviously, but everybody. Non-existent. Honestly, everything was – I mean, receivers weren't getting to the ball. If the ball got to them, they were fumbling or dropping it. Um, Jordan Woodington was MIA. And, again, I'm going to go back to it. Their defense wasn't tremendous on the receivers. I just think it was a lot of overthrown balls, unfortunately, by Quinn, but – uh, and, and a lot of uh, patterns that were, were designed that were taking too long and the offensive line wasn't really able to protect for Quinn. So, I don't know. I, I just – I still can't get over – I mean, there's plenty of overthrown balls, but that ball to, to Worthy to the corner, I mean, to take the seven-point lead with three or four minutes left, just – ugh. Like, ugh. I, th- I thought he, like, for sure had a touchdown right there and just trips on the goal line. Yeah, and, I mean, the Whittington stuff, I, I don't know how many targets he had. I'll guess four, maybe three, but that's still not enough, and especially if he only has one catch throughout the game. Um, Sanders was – I thought he played great until he didn't. I mean, he, he had led the team with six catches, and then he has like off his hands at the end to go into Jason Taylor into his hands. So, it's just tough. Or no, that wasn't Jason Taylor's other station, regardless. Yeah, I mean, you that, can't let it hit you in the hands like that and not catch it. I mean, right. But he still had a few really solid catches, and he's so big, and his hands are good. Like, even with that, his hands are good. Like, what do you want him to do? He's freaking massive. Billingsley finally got a touch, which was pretty interesting. I think he could be a, a weapon. And then Brennan Thompson, that only had one, oh, yeah. but whoa. Man, that guy's freaking fast. Grease lightning. Get Casey Kane off the fucking field. I never want to see 88 on the field ever again. Casey Kane, let's get into it right now. Defensively, get Michael Taft off the fucking field. I understand he's kind of like an honorary five-game Adelta member and hangs out with a lot of them. So, it's all tough love. But, man, oh, man, he is just so freaking slow. Let's go back. Is he the – who was that white safety when we were in school? Michael Taft. Oh, Dylan Haynes. Is he the Dylan Haynes? Of no, this? he's not near. Like, at least Dylan Haynes had some ability to drift and kind of read the quarterback a little bit better. Taff is just lost, oh. and, he's, and he can't make up for it with slowness. And then him and Jet Bush are both running after Sanders. You're just like, oh, my God, is this seriously the best we have? Yeah, there was a one crossing pattern that I don't know what corner got beat, but Taff did not need to take the angle that he did. And, like, by the time the receiver caught the ball, the guy was already past Taft. And it was just like, whoa, you're the safety. Like, I don't know what you were trying to – what kind of play you were trying to make for on the ball, but you just completely whiffed and the guy was by him. And I don't think he scored, but he definitely got another 20 or 25 yards. Jaron made some good safety tackles all day. Uh, Gilbo got torched. Cook broke his arm. Deshaun dropped at least two interceptions. I – I thought Watts played pretty well. Not great, but pretty well. Probably the best of the DBs. And the interception was pretty perfect. I don't know. You can't play that ball any better on a you know tough one-on-one in the end zone type yeah. route. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't think this – I thought they played terrible in pass coverage. But I don't want to put the entire blame on them. But I think most of the second half blame goes on this group. Saunders was – there was one ball in particular. I remember he just, like, dropped on our sideline. And the guy made it – it was just, like, a perfect throw yeah. over Watts. Um, but I would agree Watts in general played 
pretty decent. The defense kept us in the game on the third quarter, though. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to put a lot of blame on them, but they still gave up 41 points. So it was not our, you know, it's, if they give up more than 20, it seems to be when we lose. <laughs> no, I agree. And I, the last note I had, like the overall note of the defense is, why do I think they didn't play at a losing effort in the second half when they lost the game in the second half? I, I just, even with all those guys getting hurt and everything, yeah, you're right. They were never really, really out of it. Yeah, the offense obviously was, but this defense was never really out of it. And they played great in the first half, even though they gave up 24 points. I still think they played pretty damn well um, for what they were having to deal with. Uh, going to the other position groups that, that the D-line did a good job against the run, especially interior, Tavondre, Keandre, Ojimo, even Alfred Collins was getting in. That I mean, that was that was a good effort. That was a good wins all around. They didn't really let Sanders gash him on the scrambles. The design runs definitely um, three, 3.6 yards per carry. That's a winning effort. I like that. The pass rush was a completely different issue. You have two sacks. Only two sacks on the day. One of them comes from DeMarvion on a blitz. But you have eight tackle for losses? That that just doesn't make sense. Is it like – is a banged up, like, kind of mash O-line that they had really that much better at pass blocking? I don't think so. Ovi played terrible. Sorrell played all right. The the lack of defensive ends is truly frustrating. You know, this – the the cook thing has me concerned. It's kind of like the uh, the first domino to fall on a team that's already fallen apart a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, who 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 plays for Cook? Is it going to be Taff? I don't know. The, I I have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. But oof. remember that BJ Allen guy? I mean, I know he's probably yeah, trying to be rich. I saw but... I saw a note today that like he's only been on scout team. He hasn't even gotten broken into the second second string yet. That's great. Um, I think it's it's, it's yeah, a interesting that if we give up more than 21 points, we lose. Yeah, that is very true. Um, um, so, I mean, yeah. I, I, they kept us in the game as long as they could, and then eventually the, the dam broke, and we just – I mean, they, they couldn't – they couldn't stop them forever, and they, they tried, but they uh, – I mean, they also – the thing that kind of pissed me off the most was that, again, this kind of goes to do what? Hello? Did you say something? Nope. The thing that – is something funny? <laughs> it's just funny. Do what? What's funny? What did you say? <laughs> so, the, uh, the D-backs had, like, what, five pass interferences going against them, maybe four? At least four. Um, it's like, why, why, you know, I don't know why did they maybe one or two of those are questionable, but it's like, why, why do we so inept at, at covering in Oklahoma State is somehow not passing interference? I think a lot of it has to do with the balls that were overthrown on our end, but it's like every time they needed a third and long, they got a flag. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's true. Um, you mentioned earlier, we don't like talk about penalties. I think we're having to now realizing, if not already, you were leaving this conference in not a good fashion. You were not getting any benefit of the doubt. If you think for two seconds that you're getting any questionable calls, don't bring up the Cook fumble targeting to me against Iowa State. That was not targeting. But the rest of the season, you were sorely mistaken. If you think yeah. for one second that an undefeated TCU team in Austin is not going to get every call ever going their way, yeah. you are wrong. Good point. And it's not conspiracy theory. It's more business than anything. It's more money than anything. And I get it. I, I mean, whatever. It's, it is what it is. Now, home cooking, 230 game in Stillwater, that doesn't hurt either. I don't care, you know, leaving the conference or not. That was our boy, too. I know. I texted you that. I go, our boys reffing. We got this. I knew exactly what you meant when you texted that too. I was like, yeah. I love that guy. We're gonna we're gonna keep those texts personal. Um, I it, this this game you you mentioned it was just so similar to Tech. The hundred plays ran against us. We looked gas at the end. I, I don't know. I, I luckily I think 
obviously TCU is probably the best remaining overall team that we have left on the schedule. Are they able to run a hundred plays against us? Probably, but that's not really their style. Oklahoma state and tech are definitely more of that style. So maybe from a scheme standpoint, from a Kwiatkowski standpoint, that was the last kind of offense that is our Achilles heel. I don't know. I also got some insider info that anyone who says that this is Gary's defense is completely wrong. So this was the first tidbit, like first of the three games, right? That we talked about last week, Mm -hmm. the four week stretch with a bye week in between Mm -hmm. that you got to win two out of three. So we lost one. Um, This probably was the most winnable of them all. Yep. So this is the true, true test here for Sark to kind of keep the keep keep the team invested. Um, go get one on the road in Manhattan, and then go 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 get yourself a night game versus TCU and win that game, and then try to create some sort of momentum towards the end of the season here. Don't don't falter to like going one and three the rest of the way. Um, so unfortunate game. I I mean the the, the points. Clearly, end up. I mean, we whenever we give up more than twenty-one points, is is that's just the defining factor here. I mean, the, the yards we're keeping up on offense. Any game that we gets out of control like this, where our offense is there, even when Quinn struggled, but we got to find a way just to to make the winning plays. Ultimately, at the end of the day, and we're just not we're not doing that. I mean, Bama, we tried, but left uh, too much time on the clock. Tech fumbled the ball. This game. I, I, this one's tough because it's really, like you said, there aren't like singular plays that you really mm-hmm. call out. No. It's just a overall not making adjustments and the penalties that just are leave such a bad taste in your mouth. Yep. I agree. All right. My week could not come out at a better time. No, 1000%. Going back to the cook comment, I saw a few things that there's a decent chance he's out against K-State, but – Maybe back for TCU, and he's got a club on, which will be hilarious and awesome. He's got a broken arm. How's he going to play? It's just a forearm. If he's wrapped up like in a club, like he can do it. Yeah. Uh, oh man, that's going to be he's, awesome. If he's got a club, he was hitting hard. Like he hit so fucking hard. Him and like there was that that play on Saunders, which again, great call for not being Sanders. targeting. But uh, what I say, Saunders. Yeah. So whatever. The uh, how do you know? By the way, it could be Saunders, and everyone's mispronouncing. They were saying it on the broadcast the whole day. Nope, you're wrong. ESPN's wrong. That's Holly Saunders, Spencer Sanders. Don't you dare talk bad about Holly. I didn't say a word. She's a great Big Twelve basketball sideline reporter, and you did know you see, it. Did you see Jim Nance and doing the Final Four? Anywho, what's next? Uh, by week. Wait, but... This is his last Final Four. I thought no. Maybe no, it's his last. Yes, it's his last. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and that's the whole point. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to Houston. He's oh, yeah, U of H guy. Um, okay, bye week this weekend, obviously. But bye week for us as well because um, I'm going to be a little busy with work next week. Um, we're still going to talk about K-State. K-State plays Oklahoma State this, this upcoming weekend. Um 2.30 on Fox. I believe that is in Stillwater, correct? Right? Uh, it is, yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry, Manhattan. It's in what? Manhattan. Yep, in Manhattan. K-State's minus one and a half over under 56. 2.30 on ESPN. Or, sorry, 2.30 on Fox. K-State coming off kind of a heartbreaker against TCU. Adrian Martinez gets hurt, their quarterback, in, like, the first play. Nobody right. really knows why. There wasn't a sideline reporter so they couldn't get any information, and Tim Brando was like freaking out. I kind of Tim Brando it. looks horrible, by the way. I fucking hate Tim Brando. He's terrible. dude. He's gained a lot of weight. Really? I turned that game on because it again. Who's the guy he does it with? I like him. Spencer Tillman. Yes, I like he's, Spencer Tillman. He's good. No, I agree. But Tim Brando, when they showed him, I was like, God, he looks horrible. He didn't used to be that big. He kept on referencing. He's like, we don't know what's going down. You know, with Adrian Martinez. So all you Twitter folk, quit. Kid, quit asking and it was like well that's kind of your <laughs> job like to know right um anywho martinez gets hurt the transfer from nebraska it actually been playing pretty damn well this 
this season. They put um, Will Howard back in their starting quarterback from last year and actually plays really well yeah, in the first pretty half. good runner honestly unbelievable was throwing the ball all over the place i was like holy shit he might actually do this then the second calf came around and he did not have it tc started shoring up on defense a little bit and came right all the way back um and I he still, got hurt too yeah but i think he's fine right uh, i think he is but they had to bring in the third string who couldn't even throw the ball yeah that was bad um so this game is going to be interesting. I really like Oklahoma State. I'll be honest. Even in Manhattan, coming off the emotional win that they had this past week, a little bit of swagger. They're playing arguably a better defense than ours. Definitely a better defense than ours. But and I don't know about K State's offense being yeah being limited with Howard, and it's basically going to be the Deuce Vaughn and Howard trying to power run you to death and. Oklahoma State showed a little bit in the second half against us that they could stop the run. So it'll be interesting. Um, what going time back is that game? 2.30, Fox. Deuce Vaughn, the running back, he's fast as hell. Probably the fastest running back in the um, Big 12. Definitely the shiftiest. He's tiny. He's like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, Go ahead make the uh, Darren Sprawls uh, comparisons. That haven't been done yet. Uh you got to force him inside because he can't really break the tackles due to the small size. You let him outside, this guy can absolutely run all over you. Bleak Knowles is their best receiver. He's a senior from Mansfield. I can't remember which Mansfield he went to. Uh, he he played well against TCU. The Their O-line is fine. I wouldn't say great. Definitely not in the pass blocking. This is an offense that's very Snyder ball as in running quarterback who can kind of throw, but not really one good receiver that he's going to stare at. Uh, and then a running back that can really do some damage to you. If you're not paying attention and not playing sound tackling football, I'll be interested with no cook. How do they kind of want to bottle up Deuce Vaughn and what do you want to do with uh, Malik Knowles and forcing Howard to throw you get him into some third and longs. And I think even our, D-line could maybe get some pressure and uh, let the DBs hold up against them. Uh, going to the other side of the ball, talk about a Snyder team. Their top 10 tacklers are either – every single one is either junior or senior, and I think three were juniors. Seven of them were seniors. That's unbelievable. Even with the COVID and all that stuff, that's crazy. They've got a Felix Nduke Uzuma, I believe. I think I nailed that. Uh, he's probably their best player on defense. He's got six and a half sacks on the year at the end. Stout, lots of senior-laden safety. Both starting safeties are seniors. I think linebackers are junior-senior. Just super, super knowledgeable, deep defense. Going to Manhattan, do, the six-day flex, do we think it's at 11 a.m. or do we think we're lucky and get the 2.30? I think it kind of depends on the outcome of the game, right? Oh, good point, kind of need k-state to win don't we yeah so if k-state wins we'd likely get a later game um i think you mentioned oklahoma state going in there with a little bit of swagger and momentum they, they, do they get any of those players back or are those guys still out uh like martinez and them no 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 oklahoma state who the five guys are doing oh 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 uh, i don't believe any of them yeah so i don't know that's a tough task going up to the up to manhattan get a win I think Manhattan or Kansas State is probably going to play pretty pissed. They could have won that game. They should have won the game versus TCU. Mm-hmm. I think I like Kansas State in that. So uh, I think ultimately that's going to mean we play a two thirty or six o'clock game up there next week. Next weekend. Yep. Jeez. The only there's Tech and Tech and TCU in TCU that probably won't be a night game. Oklahoma State at Kansas definitely not a night game. And there's really no other great games uh, that could steal from us that are on, like, would be on Fox. You got Alabama at LSU already at six o'clock. So it's not out of the realm possibility that we're playing at six, uh, especially if it's on Fox. Well, you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to worry about that right now. Why? Well, you won't be watching it anyways, so. Well, I might watch a little bit. <laughs> you fly back that day after that? Yeah. Oh. All right. What What are you predicting for First our Kansas game? State? Yes. 
I which which uh, Quinn do we get? <laughs> I don't know. I think the <laughs> line's after bye week Quinn. I look. I, I'm going to stay true to what I said. I don't like the the trend that I have seen on the road with Sark. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Everyone texts me about how I'm negative, but I don't see us going on the road and getting a win. I, I just haven't been proven wrong about our inability to adjust on the road, our ability to make the winning plays when it comes down to crunch time. So I don't like this game, but I do I do kind of have a different feeling about the TCU game. So uh, oh, I've already got some takes brewing for that one. Yeah, so I just I just don't and I just don't like the Manhattan Manhattan game at all. But hopefully Cole Martinez gets banged up versus Oklahoma State and we don't have to face him and that helps out a lot. Um so I don't I don't like it, but uh let's see what you got. I'm hopping on the John John Atkins negative bandwagon of sorrow. Welcome to it. I agree. I don't th- I'm not picking this team to win on the road until I see them win on the road um, a little late in the season for that, but whatever. I, I just, I agree with you. This just spells the, the, you talked about the Anthony cook domino and it, I agree with you. There's just, that's just sniffs a senior laden yeah. defensive player that goes down. And next thing you know, like you lose three in a row or something, you know, like that. I, it's it's tough. I really don't want to see it. I, I can't endure that, but I think it's going to happen, and it sucks. I see like a 31-28, 31-24, you know, a one-score game. I think, honestly, I think the line might favor us, especially if they lose this weekend. Yeah, I think the line will favor us, and if they win this weekend, it'll probably be a pick maybe them minus one or two. So Vegas will have it tight. I, I just – I don't see it doing it. Yeah. What coin do we get? I mean, what's the fucking weather going to be like, you know? Uh, I mean, seriously. What a roller coaster of a season. It always is. When's it not? No, that was not a roller coaster last year. What? That was not. That was a roller coaster. No, it was not. It was like we had one up. It went straight two directions, but yeah. We've gone up, down, up, down. Okay, the weather actually looks kind of perfect next week in Manhattan. So, never mind. Good to hear. Good to hear. I'm so I'm so glad. That's well, the difference maker right there. It might be. You never fucking know. All right. Uh, games of the week. It's a pretty shitty week, honestly. That K State, uh, Oklahoma State's probably the best game. Uh, the second best game is Ohio State at Penn State. Eleven name on Fox. Big noon kickoff. Ohio State is minus fifteen at Penn State. They Penn are State, very underrated. I don't think they're underrated. <laughs> I think they're no, good. no one is giving Ohio State attention at all. It is mm. not like no, no, they have not played anyone big yet. So now it's about to start happening. Well, that's but, that's true. They have not played anyone. Like um, they are very good. <laughs> Ohio or yeah, Penn State took their or did their uh, wideout last week against uh, Minnesota. I mean, it worked, but like that was a weird game to pick that, especially. Ohio State the next week. That's odd to me, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I don't do agree with you in that no one thinks they're good. I think everyone thinks they're really good. I think this is the nationally televised game that people go, okay, they could win this whole damn thing, like maybe yep. pretty easily. Agrees. It basically is going to come down, you know, if you're looking way ahead, it's like, is Ohio State's offense better than Georgia's defense? Like, yeah, probably. I'm like, okay, well, that might be the difference right there. Um, I don't count on Tennessee. That's true. I mean, Georgia may not even make it there. Lucy, uh, Lucy agrees with what I said. <laughs> uh, there's really no other good games. Yeah, there's Kentucky at Tennessee, six o'clock on ESPN. Tennessee's minus 12 and a half. Kentucky, I mean, even with Will Levis, I don't think he's that good. Here's the question okay, going back to Ohio State. If you're picking a Heisman, are you going Hendon Hooker or uh, what's it, CJ Stroud? Obviously, that's very much dependent on the outcome of the next four weeks, right? It always is. Whoever trips up first is going to be out. So, if they're both undefeated, it's CJ Stroud. If CJ Stroud loses, it's I don't I don't see Tennessee getting all the way through Athens and then also getting through the SEC championship, whether they make it or not. I don't know. 
without one blemish. But I do see Ohio State running the table, so that's why I would lean towards C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I don't hate that analysis, but I still think it should be Hooker. I think I, the Hooker is the better player, the better quarterback. There's millions of years when it are been plenty of times where it should be someone, but it doesn't go that way. What up? Because someone's undefeated. Uh, Ole Miss Almost at Texas A&M. Year. Ole Miss is minus two, uh, 6.30 in the SEC Network. What's going on in uh, College Station? A lot going on there. Smoking the weed. They, uh, I caught the tail end of their game. You know, seemed to be a pretty boring 20-point game again from their offense. Um, yep. You know, they had a little bit of a chance when South Carolina went for it on fourth down, like two minutes left. They got stuffed on the five and then went down, kicked a field goal as they should have, and then recovered the onside and had a chance to get it downfield but just ran out of time just like Aggies always do. But I think they, they've got some bigger issues than we do. Um, there's a lot of – I would say more mistrust in Jimbo than there is in Sark. Oh, yeah. Because of the duration of his stay thus far. Um, so I'm not going to count them out. I don't think they beat Ole Miss because I, I think Old Lane has got himself a really good offense that can outscore um, Jimbo's. But I'm not counting out AM to make some sort of weird end of season moral victory like an LSU or a you name. I, I, I don't know, know who else I, I, know have. What you mean. I agree with you. I This game is if all the weed smoking stuff hadn't come out this week, just assume it was a normal week, this is the game that they would, like, pull something out of their ass and just smoke Ole Miss. I agree with you. Really? 100%. I, so, I think so, yeah. I, I don't think – I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they, they always take the Miami game, right? They come off Appalachian State. They were the, the clown of the country, right? And they go and win that game, which I did, I did not watch, but it didn't look to be a very good game. So, yeah, I mean, they got – Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, UMass, LSU. So maybe they they don't win this game, but they snag the Florida game, and that kind of becomes as like a moral win. Midwestern State finally got back on the freaking wagon. We did? Permian Basin, yes, UT Permian Basin. Tight game, 24-23. Didn't go to, uh, what's it called, overtime. Dylan Sterling Cole back in action, baby. 22-37, yes. three tutties, only one pick. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty damn good game, honestly. It looks like uh, – ooh, the game – oh, God. The last five possessions of the game went UT Permian Basin punt, Midwestern State fumble, UT Permian Basin down, turnover on downs, Midwestern State field goal, and then uh, – UT Permian Basin fumbled it to lose the game. <laughs> Jesus, that's some clean football right there. Hey, but they took they went all the way down the took forty yards down the field. Um, looks like UT Permian Basin lost it. Yeah, on the uh, Midwestern State's forty, and they took it the other way. And who they have this weekend? Um, they had. Uh, oh no, that's not week next weekend. They have Western Oregon. It's a homecoming, yep. obviously. The- they got uh, the Fighting John Cottons next weekend. Fighting John Cottons next weekend. That's in Kingsville, man. I know. I'll be an hour away. Actually? I'll be in Corpus. What are you doing in there? Shout out to William Wilde for getting married. Oh, I forgot he's getting married. Game <laughs> seven. <laughs> I'm, I thought you'd be really proud of me. I went the whole podcast without saying something. Yeah, I am. Go ahead. Get it out. <laughs> It's not worth it. You don't have. It's no fun to talk about it with you, anyways. You're just jealous. Nobody cares about baseball. That's why. There, it's so there, fun it, there it is. Also, shout out to Webb. Sorry, Webb. It took this whole time to get out. To oh me. fuck me! If you had 46 minutes, you you are you are a winner. All right. Thanks for everybody for listening. We are off next week. I'm gonna be busy. Get your rest, everybody. It's a bye week. Okay.
Someone's gonna tell you lies 